If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Yeah, Mind Pump. Welcome to Mind Pump, everybody. You know what? Every once in a while when we start recording, I can tell when all of our testosterone levels are over 5,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And levels that, are high. And it's not even my final form. Yeah. 9,000. Anyway. <laughs> hey. Cartoon reference. I'm here with uh, the, the the one and only small trap Sal Stefano. Big legs, though. <laughs> small trap, big legs. <laughs> the Justin In Andrews. And who you, who you just heard talking yeah. is our own beautiful... And wonderful. Immaculate starfish hole. 2.4 gigawatts. Adam Schaefer. <laughs> 22 gigawatts. I almost said you were going to fully compliment me. I was like, oh, now I feel Never. bad about saying about your Never. small traps. Now. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're not that small. No, not at all. Not at all. I can almost see him from here. God damn it. And I'm sitting right next to you. All right, bro. What's your plan? Mm. Oh, hey, so. You had a plan. What's your plan? Um, I, uh, you know what I did yesterday? <laughs> That's your Let's plan. Let's hear it. Okay. All right, I want to hear it. No, no, no. I, I um, I watched the CrossFit uh, documentary. Oh, Ooh. the one on uh, what's his name? Froning, Rich Froning. Yeah, uh, Froning? I'm frowning that you did that. Yeah, was it good? <laughs> You're fine. Yuck, 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 yuck. Well, yuck. well before you start, the dude is an animal. Well, let yeah. me let me uh, enlighten you guys. He's, so he's not an animal. First of all, um. I, I, you know, this this reminds me of when I when I was a young kid. So I we everybody knows if you listen to Mind Pump, we talk a lot of trash about CrossFit. Sure, because we just for program of design course. reasons, we're all okay. Not talking shit about the athletes. No, the we are all yeah. huge fans of the sport. It's a great oh, sport. I fucking love watching. Yeah, that shit. I love watching the sport of it. So isn't that such a backhanded compliment? <laughs> right. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are so awesome, but you're so dumb yeah. at the same time. Hey, sometimes a little backhand increases the excitement. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Kapoor. So that being said, when when I was younger, I, it used to it used to always bother me when, uh, and I know this. I'm going to take a real crazy left turn here. Uh, are you going to get sad? No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, it used to it used to oh, bother dude, me when happy. people when people would would uh, talk about their um, their religion and they would uh, you know talk about how great it is, but then they then they know nothing about any other religion. And I just find that mm-hmm. um, I've always had a problem with that. And I and I, blew, I I grew up in the church and everything like that. So I, I grew up. Uh, well, can I say something real quick? Yeah, of course. I know you have something to say about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, no. The kind of person that goes to church. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 when you know when you watch an athlete and then they they do they win an event and the first thing they do is like I just want to thank God yeah right uh, I would love because apparently God controls everything I would love just for shits and giggles to see them blame God one time for a loss just one time <laughs> you know what I'm saying like 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 just you know, to balance it yeah, out like have, Adam uh, Adam you just lost your competition you got 15 play you know how do you feel yeah. well I would just like to blame God I was you just pay- not trained enough yeah. for this it was God. What, what's going on no 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 uh, it's God's no. fault God, no, 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 God didn't want yeah. me to win so I just like to blame God on that you know anyway continue. <laughs> okay that was funny yeah. fair enough yeah. okay so uh, 
that being said, I'm not somebody, you know, who just decided to pick on CrossFit and I don't know anything about CrossFit. Okay. I did CrossFit for four before most people knew what the fuck CrossFit was. You know, it originated here in Santa Cruz. Yeah. So, um, and I'm connected to three of the top 10, uh, you know, CrossFit guys in the world right now. So I know them. Hey, I, and we're not like the best of friends or anything, but very, I have some anymore. very, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I have some really good <laughs> friends that are connected to them. And so, you know, I, I've got a relationship with those people and I'm very familiar with it. And in addition to that, I like to, I'll read articles about that are, that's pro CrossFit. I'll watch documentaries and stuff of like that because I'm, I'm fascinated by it, regardless if I'm a believer in it as, as a way of fitness, you know, I, yeah. I definitely hundred percent disagree with it as a, a way of fitness, but you know what, as a, as a sport and I think it's cool. Cool. I think it's very cool and it's very neat and fascinating to watch. And some of these athletes like this guy are fucking unreal. Oh, man. he's like, a beast. Like, so that the punishment, the like, title can take punishment yeah, like crazy. Oh, dude. So check this out. Okay. Um, and and I the reason why I want to talk about this because I think you guys will enjoy this topic because it, it kind of uh segues into a lot of things that we kind of talk about already, and it's a great way to um revisit some of these topics. Um the dude, okay, if you don't know who Rich Funny is, he is one. Uh, the uh, mind pump. The, the, he's won the mind pump game. Yeah, yeah. he's run. Yeah, the, yeah. I was gonna say that. What the hell did we start that? Yeah, what know. would the mind pump game? I don't know. Be? We'll come up. We'll have to come uh, up. Who has with the one. best verbal assaults via yeah. Instagram? He drank five beers and and held his piss for two hours. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. So uh, he hit. He won the CrossFit Games four years in a row, um, and. He's not this crazy massive guy or anything. He's definitely jacked. I mean, he's super ripped. He's uh he's he's five eight and hundred and ninety five pounds and negative. He's one. five eight? Yeah, he's five eight. Yeah, he's yeah. Whoa. Little guy. The, li- like that's little. I, I thought he was taller than that. No, he's only five eight. They actually do oh. all his dimensions at the end of the thing, they actually Interesting. Do, show you all his like yeah. measurements. That's kind of cool. He's, he's a he's a brick. He's a little brick. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, he's Very definitely stacked. A, a little brick. Yeah, but he is only he's five eight, hundred and ninety five, which hundred and ninety five pounds and only five eight. Bro, I I dense. I usually fuck. weigh around that and I'm six foot and I'm not as lean as he is. Yeah. yeah. Dense, right? Right. So he is dense as well. I mean, he is a he is a badass. So you have to, what I love, and I watch things like this, and it doesn't matter if it's a documentary, if it's for something I'm pro or not. I always, I don't know why, what this, and I know you guys are like this because we're all weird like this. I watch shit like that. Of course, I do it when I'm high, so it slows everything down. It's my thing. <laughs> you know, if I'm watching, t- just so you guys know, I'll just put that out there right now. If I'm watching TV, which I don't do a lot of it, it's I'm probably still usually running stimpy. Yeah, I'm sitting down, putting my feet up, and what's neat, uh, if if those that are not so familiar, basically, you don't remember much of what you. No, watch. not at all. I disagree. <laughs> I, dis- I disagree with that theory. I'm just kidding. I, you know, uh, when when I when I uh, smoke He's cannabis, and, oh on yes, I yeah, no, see everything in slow motion. In fact. Smoking and watching a um, a show that is we don't advocate this by the way. Just wanted to say oh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the disclaimer. You're there. welcome. We do not agree with everything that Adam no, says on the show. Feel free to say that you do this, everything. Yeah. So uh, when I when I watch shows, it, it will like if I watch an ABC show or whatever, I can just see the bad acting. It's like in slow motion. I can see. I can see it. It's it's crazy how it. But when I'm if I'm not if I'm sober and I'm watching it, don't even notice it. You're right, it just, dude. Okay, yeah, I could totally. It, it I could pick apart something that. like that. So of course I'm sitting here and I'm watching this, and that's what I'm doing to this. Show. I'm like looking at all the little subtle things that they do. It's obviously uh, a documentary that was probably financed, and I don't know this for sure. Okay, so this is just my opinion and what I think. No, it said on there. Oh, did it? Yeah, that it was promoted by CrossFit. Oh yeah, oh, so, it did. Yeah, and it was obvious. Because all their journals are by CrossFit. Yeah. All their articles. By CrossFit, yeah. um, <laughs> website, everything, CrossFit, and it it's so it comes. I mean, it's got the all American like 
music playing in the background. Mm. Every time they interview him and they're talking to him, there's a huge American flag as the backdrop behind him. I mean, it's just like, America. And, and like you know, he, they, they, they adopted a baby, so he's like kissing the baby and you know, so like it's just like all these clips in it. Well, are they snatching. Need, they, I, to, I told you this. I didn't even watch the documentary, but you told us you were watching it. I, I they need, they want, because any sport will explode if they have a superstar. Superhero like, star. Look, look what happened to bodybuilding because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Because of Arnold Schwarzenegger and pumping iron, bodybuilding went from circus freaks in the you know uh, in the background to a sport that then influenced how to other sports exercise. California. Right. Well, let me tell you what I... Like, and so they, this is their Michael Jordan. They need this... Yes. They, they build him up and they want him to be this... You and know, you could see that... that okay. And right. that's why I find even like some documentaries funny because... You know, and I don't know. I have no idea what this guy's real home life. If he maybe he is the all American guy, and he love and he just kisses babies and is great to his wife, and he's just this perfect dude. I mean, who, but I when when he described his training, <laughs> and I saw what he did to train to get ready for these competitions and stuff, and I thought to myself, hmm, he's four weeks out from, and he, this happens right. He's four weeks out from his fourth like most important win for him going after it right, and they adopt a baby. And, you know, th there's this like subtle part in it where he's like kissing the baby and the guys record him and asking stuff like that. And, and he mentions that it's the first time with the baby and they, they do all these clips with him, you know, changing the diaper and doing this stuff. But you can you can tell by the way he's with the baby that I don't know how much time he actually has spent. Oh, really? Yeah. With but it, it's not how they portray it. You right. know what I'm saying? They portray it completely different, you know, because and I'm thinking to myself, I know how much he's training because he tells us and shows us how much he trains for this. And I'm thinking like, wow, that's pretty impressive to be able to do that while having a, a newborn. That's in the house. tough. So well, the fact that he won, didn't he win it? Yes. He obviously in, 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 in dramatic it. fashion. too. Yeah. So he obviously trained his so ass. If off. you don't know how the CrossFit games works, yeah. it works like this. So there's. <clears throat> It's over the course of two or three days. I forget. It's at least two days. It might be three days. I'm not 100 percent uh, off on that. Which to me, that aspect of the of the sport is the most impressive to me because, uh, yes. as with any sport, you have to peak uh, on one you know one day, one event. You know, um, with this, he's got you have to peak maximum performance over you know three days. Yeah, and so here's what, and this is what makes him so impressive, and this is what everybody who competes against him they what they say and what what's known in the community it's like everybody else everyone there is competing for second place rich dominates it yeah, and up. even if he's losing or has is, is behind on sunday he destroys everybody so you gotta go like whoa what is up with this guy so his ability to, to hold withstand the, punishment yeah. like, like in the tank so here's a couple of things that I, I learned about the guy watching this documentary fascinating okay first of all they, they actually had clips of him as a child, like playing sports. The dude was amazing in everything. Of course. He was yeah. amazing in football. He was amazing in basketball. He was amazing in baseball. He was amazing in anything that he did. Of course. And they have all these, they have footage of him like as a running back, breaking tackles, running running for touchdowns left and right. They have him baseball, stealing play. But stealing. CrossFit turned him into a super athlete. The, and this is, this is why I love to talk about this. So then it goes. That doesn't make sense. So then it goes better, right? So then I'm like, okay, so this guy was just a genetic freak from from birth, and you can see, and they basically are pr proving that by showing you what what he looked like and what. He, and you could, he was uh, Katrina and I are watching. Like you could see him as at like nine, ten years old. He already had a physique on him as a kid. Yeah. You know, like he just was built. Yeah, if you saw a picture of me at nine or ten, you'd be like, someone please feed that poor kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You <laughs> can see my ribs. Kid. Right. So the guy is a spaghetti. genetic freak. Then you find out 
<laughs> you find out how this guy trains. Okay, you guys have all seen like how a, a CrossFit wad is put together and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker does four of those a day. Yeah. Oh my god. He blow wait, wait, he blows four wads a day. He blows, blows, he blows four. four wads that, a day. Oof. Ew, that's more than me. I did that one time, yeah. but I can't do more than yeah. two nowadays. That's a lot. That, yeah. After that, I get sore. I'm maybe one wad may I maybe one a day. That's max for me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's a lot of toilet paper. Yeah. The honesty the honesty of this podcast is just fucking yeah. amazing. He I he it was uh unreal to see somebody be able to and here's the thing that's the reason why he's dominant that's the way no one can touch him and catch him is because he is literally a genetic freak that trains like he's a genetic freak you know what's funny right when you're competing in a sport like crossfit which is just fucking brutal brutal on the body right uh the one who has the the person who has the genetics who can withstand the most punishment is probably going to be the best you know what I'm saying? Oh, unlike easily. other sports, yeah. Unlike other sports, where maybe the person with the genetics who's the fastest, or person with the genetics who's you know able to keep calm, like archery or shooting, where these people who can slow their heart rate down and you know aim. And by the way, you know what a performance enhancing drug is for archery and for shooting? A beta, beta blocker. Beta blocker. Yeah. <clears throat> Drugs that slow it's the heart the same, rate. Down. It's the yeah. same for um, uh, anybody like a musician in, in the orchestra. Yeah, to calm them down, right? Yep. So. For for a CrossFit sport, Get probably the, the guy that could do the most workouts without getting injured and fucking himself well, and, up. He, and what proves that point even more is they so they they take you through all his events. It's kind of cool. So you get to see all his events on days one and two or whatever. And I can't. I think it's two. Maybe it's three days. Two days. I don't remember. But I think it's a total of ten events that he has to compete in over the course. I believe two days. And he one he, of them throwing a softball. He's really taking far. ninth. Say the first day he takes like ninth place or fifteenth place in the swim. He takes ninth place with this rope climb thing they do. He takes he doesn't take first in anything. He's like I think the best he did in something was like second in like one of the one of the lifts that he's better at than everybody else. Like his his ability to uh, like overhead squat and clean clean and jerk stuff. Yeah. Like he's just he's a badass. He right? just can survive better than the rest of those. And people. because of how he trains too, he's a genetic yeah. freak, and then he trains like that to handle that every single day. Four to I mean he's got that already right. So then here comes Sunday. Sunday comes around first place, first place, first place because uh, everybody's fried. Yep. yep. On all the events, yeah, they, they blew their wad. He is just like getting, getting everybody, dude. Mm. Getting everybody. I mean, it was it was it's cool to watch him. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, they call him the, the fittest man in the world and everything like no. that. Yeah, yeah, no. No, he's the best crossfitter in the world. Yes. I fucking hate yeah, well, it's I mean, it's a documentary, right? They're gonna put a nice title on it and make it look like it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. But they even had people come on and like talk about it to like, you know, <laughs> Oh, he's the fittest man in the world. Probably they talked about saying too. He is. Oh, uh, they had people challenging CrossFit uh, they, on there. They, no, no, no. They did not. Of course have any not. Of course I not. Know. Number yeah, one CrossFit in the world enters an uh, amateur Olympic lifting competition. Destroy. Fifteen place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot lower. <laughs> if now, that, yeah, yeah. If that. World Please. CrossFit champion enters a triathlon, loses. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's it's they're excellent at what they do. Yeah. But yeah. I think this this is see, plays ping pong. They, there's destroyed. people trying to make claims that he's the greatest athlete that ever lived and all this stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, bro. <laughs> no, there's been more dominant athletes in other sports. Look at Michael Phelps for fuck's sake. Oh yeah. The guy was so dominant. Uh, it was like uh, it, it's almost scary. He's a phenom. Look at Lance Armstrong. Look at you know, any of these athletes that don't, I mean, you know, they're the best at what they do. He's the best at what he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, that there's no doubt about it. I yeah, mean, it just, know? it reminds me of just like the modern day gauntlet. It should just be called punishment games. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all it is. You're yeah. surviving some gauntlet. 
Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? This and is- I didn't die this time. How? Ah, first place. This 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 is great because you're bringing up that whole point about being a genetic, you know, genetic anomaly, being that point zero zero one percent of the world that can perform at a certain level. I'll use an example of a sport that I followed since its inception. That in the beginning it wasn't about that. It wasn't about because there were so many factors. I'm talking about mixed martial arts. And when MMA first came to the U.S., I used to love watching it back in the day. It days. wasn't. It wasn't about uh, who was the 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 craziest genetic anomaly in terms of physical ability. It was about who understood how to fight the best and had to had to had to make the other fighter have to fight your fight. And so you had this genetic weakling. Which literally hoists Gracie, who won the first three. Uh, he would get his ass kicked in any sport, and it, that was that was dependent on strength, speed, and you know power. The guy's not strong. The guy's not fast. He was a skinny dude. The filthiest technique ever. Yeah, for, for but jiu-jitsu. but his jujitsu oh, and his yeah. no. You know what's filthiest. funny? You know what's funny? For jujitsu, he's not even the best. His brother Hickson could fucking mop the floor with him. And even today, even if you took him in his prime and put him in a jujitsu tournament, he'd get his ass kicked. It's just that he knew jujitsu and the other guys didn't. Yeah. And for a long time, MMA was dominated by these guys that understood technique, which was which is really what martial arts is all about. Because look, you take a thousand people, a thousand random people, you're probably not going to even have one person, one of them is going to be in the top 0.1% of the world in terms of genetic ability. So most people are average. That's what average means. So martial arts are supposed to set you up to be able to defend yourself against a bigger, stronger, meaner opponent. And that's what jujitsu did very well and it was established. Now when you watch mixed martial arts, because it's so evolved. You have to be well crafted in like five things yeah. even. Now hate. now everybody's good at everything. It's the best athlete. Now yeah. it's the genetic freaks that are winning. You're right. You see what I'm saying? You're right. Like all of them are good at jujitsu. All of them are good at wrestling. All of them can kickbox. All of them can box. Now it's the genetic anomaly. Super athlete that, that's, it. that's made its way in. Right. Yeah. And it's going to keep go- going that way. Now you're going to have people who are like NFL athlete caliber. Mm-hmm. You know who now know how to fight, and they're the ones that are going to win because when when you have two people who know how to fight very well and their skills very good, yeah. and they meet each other, it's the guy who's the who's the better genetic freak, and that's what high level sports is. Well, it, yeah, it's and uh, now I'm sad. Did you <laughs> did you did you guys ever watch? Uh, did we ever watch that TED talk together that I thought was just so? Yes, yeah, we did. Yeah. We discussed it. We I had wish, an episode on it. Yeah. Did we do an episode on we it? Did. We, we did. Yeah, yeah, that was it. that was. A, I wish I remember the name of it so I could I could plug it again because it was so fascinating to me because it talked about this just the evolution of science, you know. And and I was I tell you what, man, I used to say it. I mean, I for sure in my head I believed I truly believed that the difference between the super athlete now and the super you know athlete 40 years ago was performance enhancement drugs i would i would have said that for sure i was or i would argue that till i died to until i saw that no. when i saw that it shattered my paradigm no what they completely did completely shattered my paradigm he proved it and he proved it very very well and uh, we should you know what we'll get the name justin maybe when you post uh okay you know, on our this. instagram page at mind pump you could put like the name of it so people can find it okay. very cool very cool <laughs> but this guy proved yeah that the major advancements in sports the major reasons why uh records have have been broken you know for so many years and why they continue to be broken is for two reasons and it's not performance enhancing drugs one is better equipment much more advanced equipment yes. more advanced pools more advanced yeah, tracks examples, tracks yeah clay bikes, tracks shoes, versus yeah all that stuff number two is that what they call the democratization of sports where athletes are becoming specialized for a particular sport not because their training is specialized but because they're born for and that. picked yes. for it Hand so selected. right cuz you know 50 years ago 60 years ago the or long, or maybe even further before that um, the perfect athlete was considered somebody who could do anything 
right? Mm-hmm. So someone who was the best swimmer, they would try and pick out this guy who was like 5'10", 170 pounds. And that was the the model athlete for every sport. Shot put, wrestling, boxing. Then now, they start looking at levers. Yeah, now, like the best shot putter looks nothing like the best long distance runner, who looks nothing like the best weightlifter, who looks nothing like the best triathlete. You know, they're all born a specific way. And then on top of that, they have all the training and the equipment. Yes. Yes. And then when you add performance enhancing drugs, that adds a little bit, but not a ton, but it adds a little bit, but we've said this before, but that's how the, that's how the 1% competes against each other. Uh, Exactly. It's not what got them there. Exactly. That's such a great point right there. That is such a great point is that, that is what separates the one percenters. You right. Say? The, it, well, if you're what, at that level, what, then every little what bit What really counts. gets them, yeah. yeah, what really gets them to that level is they are genetically built for that. They've trained their asses off all yeah. their entire life. To, all the technique, to, everything. Yes, to get there. And then what makes, you know, you know, Superstar 1 better than Superstars 2 could be some performance enhancement drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. so... It could t- tip the scale just that slight bit. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I said, if you take, uh, you take me, for example, you could put me, and I don't have bad genetics i have average or maybe a little better than average you could put me on the most scientific crazy stack of of steroids and anabolic hormones in the world and i would never win mr olympia i would never be an nfl no no i would never play in the nfl you could give me all the drugs in the world you could have the best scientists in the world construct the best you know drug concoction put me on it for the next five years and i would definitely look different i'd probably you know definitely perform better than i do now but i wouldn't I, i wouldn't be able to touch these guys at this level because well, that's not, it, I wasn't born that way. I've seen it firsthand with with athletes that I that I played with that wanted to go to the next level so bad that they just compromised. They just they got jacked, mm-hmm. but they still couldn't compete. No, you they can't. could not compete with with their you know these genetic uh, phenomenons. Mm-hmm. Now, what one thing that I did because I'm extremely, and you guys are the same way. I know you guys are. I'm very competitive. I'm very driven. Uh, I want to achieve success in whatever I do, whether it's working out, whether it's you know business or whatever. Um, once I got old enough to understand that, at first I was kind of sad, like fuck, like no matter what I do, I'll never be able to be look like Arnold, or I'll never be able to. But here's one thing that I do tell myself that I firmly believe in, and whether I'm right or wrong, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's what I firmly believe in: I firmly believe in that I can work, I can outwork anybody, and that I have a better attitude than anybody. And whether that's true or not really doesn't matter because the fact that I believe that is what propels me to be the best me yeah, that I was I'll ever say, be. Once you understand that, you can really hone in to who you are, you know, your skills, and you can keep refining that to be the ultimate. Right. And that's all you have to be concerned right. about. Right. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. I was uh, genetically gifted with a big mouth or fucking cursed. We don't know yet. We'll see, how, we'll see <laughs> yes. what ends up happening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, you know, I just like us. Uh, I like us talking. I mean, the other day we were all on, um, you know, our buddy Joe Donnelly, uh, one of my favorite guys. If you guys don't follow him already, I think I've plugged him once before. Oh, we've plugged him like five times. Five yeah, times now, you know, actually. I've got a slight man crush. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, and it's, you know what? Like, you, I and just, you haven't even, you guys haven't even had sex yet. No, no, no not yet. <laughs> Stupid. They talked about <laughs> so, it. I just, I just love, I love people with no filters. I love people with no filters. I, I, I'd rather take somebody who's going to slightly offend somebody every once in a while and is politically incorrect than the the person who fake. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I, I I love the realness behind the guy, and you know, people, um, boy, they just love to come after him about being natural or unnatural, and he gets so much shit for being this guy who claims he's natural. He's two hundred and fifty pounds, shredded to the bone, and a, a freak. And I've met him in person, and 
I can tell when someone is or is not. For most of the time. For the most Not time. always. Yeah, right. not exactly. You know, there's, there's, there's people, but there, there's some things that I feel like uh, it's sometimes someone who is on it. Sometimes you can or cannot or like that because depending on how well they use it. But somebody who is 100% natural, I, I can normally tell pretty for sure on what they look like. And he, in real, in life, and when you meet the guy, he looks natural. You to could me. tell that a lot of his, the reason why he looks the way he does in terms of muscularity is because he's works out hard and he's got, Crazy jeans. Yeah, he's incredibly dense. If you put it, if we stand next to each other, um, I look a lot bigger than he does. But he's crazy. He's bigger. He's uh, yeah, it weighs you. He's an out. He, he's yeah. two hundred fifty pounds. I'm two thirty. He's got twenty pounds on me. He's only got one inch on me. He squats about five times of what I can squat. Yeah. But you also, I've seen pictures of him. It's another example like, of being able to take that like crazy amount of punishment. Like he, well, he you'd be amazing at CrossFit. Didn't he play were, in the NFL? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, and, well, and you can Watch see, yeah, you can training, see that he was, he's a perfect example of just like who we're talking about right now with the rich phoning. If you look back at his pictures when he was 17, if you put his picture at 17 and yeah. said, I mean, the dude was, I mean, he was a, you know, a freak already. He looks sick. Now I brought this up earlier, yeah. but I, you know, we didn't. I don't think we did this on air. Uh, here's something interesting that I've noticed. I, this is not scientific. It's my own my own observation. I've noticed with people who uh, build muscle, lift weights, and who are natural, they tend to be much stronger than they look. Versus the other way around. Now that's not to say there's guys on gear who aren't strong as shit. Obviously, some of the strongest people in the world are, but. I've noticed a lot of natural guys like Lane Norton, for example, muscular, impressive looking, not nearly as big as, you know, the number one physique competitors. Oh, no. He's a bodybuilder. Lane Norton is strong, way stronger than he looks. Way stronger than he looks. If he was in a polo shirt standing next to you, you wouldn't even think he's like a hardcore lift guy. Right. But he fucking can lift a house. And and if you look at the old time uh, muscle builders, if you look, if you read about some of the feats of strength of like Mm -hmm. Eugene Sandow and, you know, some of these guys way back in the day before steroids were even invented. They do lifts that uh, I don't think a lot of guys could do in the yeah. gym. Uh, crazy feats of strength. Deadlifting over 600 pounds, squatting over 600 pounds. The first 500-pound benchers were all natural. Doing odd lifts like the bent press with 300 pounds. Crazy shit that yeah. you, you, you couldn't even believe. Um, and then you go back enough, uh, far enough time, Paul Anderson, who was a famous Olympic lifter, the guy had some ridiculous feats of strength, and he was apparently he was natural, for most of his life. And then uh, let's talk about my hero. My uh, number Michael Hearn. No, not Michael Hearn. Michael Hearn's a fucking beast, though. Um, I'm talking about Jack LaLanne. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Jack LaLanne. He's the father of fitness, really. Jack LaLanne is, when it comes to fitness idol, just for pure fitness, yeah. uh, it's Jack LaLanne. Yeah. That guy set world records in push-ups and pull-ups in his 50s. Didn't he set one for swimming, too? I thought I he remember pull, seeing he pull him pulling, tug, pulling pull a tugboat yeah, with, with his, his teeth. teeth. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is what he did. This was on his 70th birthday, and you can find this video on YouTube. <laughs> they actually recorded it. He pulled uh, seven or ten rowboats with seven or ten people in it. So 70 people in boats. He pulled them from Alcatraz back to San Francisco. That's nuts. With a harness <laughs> attached to him with his hands and feet shackled. So he's swimming like a fucking dolphin. 70 Shut years old. Up. 70 that's how he did it i didn't he, know that yes that's wow. true it took him a long yeah it's on video wow and he just he just swam the He's guy 
again, of course, genetic freak, but what lived the lifestyle. Oh, definitely natural. His, you remember? I know you've then if yep. you've seen all that, you've seen like his daily routine, right? He did the, like the craziest things ever when he it did was. A, it was like, kind of funny. Yeah, the, yeah, the silly like wrist. Yes, yes, warm up. Yes, he did wrist warm ups and oh, foot warm. Yeah. I mean, he spent yeah. that. He had this routine of but what he yeah, did religiously. He every, did it every day. And you know, the guys like so that like going back to Joe Donnelly, the Mike O'Hearns, the people like. Like that, that so many people want to say, oh, steroids, because they look so huge. You and know we don't know all these people, so don't, we're not claiming, you know, yes or no that they are yeah. or not. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's very, very believable that they are natural because, I mean, Michael Hearn, the guy's been lifting weights for like 30 plus well, years. Well, he was also, was he, was he California, he was a yes. powerlifting champion and then California judo champion. Or something like that. So and and he's he has been lifting heavy and hard for a very and that's just like Joe. And again, strong as shit. I don't know if you ever see his go on his Instagram. Michael Hearn will do a freaking demo where he's talking to people, telling them how to squat. Why squatting five plates? Like, five hundred pounds on his back. Yeah. And he's talking while he's doing it. And he'll go down and hold <laughs> it at the bottom. You want to hold it? Yeah. yeah. He holds it. At the, this is where your hips need to be, and he'll come up. Okay. Let's try that again. Come down and talk. Like I would do one thirty-five. Yeah. And, like, and, and, and that that type of strength like that, like there, nobody can, you don't you don't just take a bunch of anabolics and then all of a sudden can do that. No. I mean, you, it takes years and years and years to build that type of strength. I yeah. mean, and that that's to me what makes me whether they are 100 percent or not, which we've talked about who cares doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think what when you care because I used to care when I was a kid, it used to piss me off, too, because I'd look at me. Ah, you're on juice. Oh, you're not. The reason why I used to care is the same reason why people care now, because it challenges you. All of a sudden, you're looking at this person and you're thinking, you know, they're better than me. That's not cool. Oh, this is why they're better, because they're doing this and I'm not doing that. And it makes you feel better about yourself. Newsflash, okay? There's probably people in the world that are going <laughs> to be better at you, than you. <laughs> that are smarter than you, that are yeah. faster than you, that are better looking than you, right? Uh, you know, that look younger than you when you get older, that whatever. It's just, it's just fucking life. We're not all equal. It's just the way it is. So get over it. Be the best, uh, you know, you that you can be. And the only way you can do that is by comparing yourself to you, yeah, not to anybody else. Yeah, that's you what, know what I'm saying. Uh, it, it, we've talked about this a long time ago before too. Of um, I'm a huge fan of since <laughs> since I've done this whole Instagram thing. I I love uh, doing this like progress. Even and I and I discipline myself to do this even when I don't feel good. So even if I'm not posting it on Instagram, I have uh, the most narcissistic volume of pictures of myself in my phone. But I do. I'm it, catching so, up. I, <laughs> I I do this because. Um, I am. I'm always competing against myself. I don't scroll through a bunch of fitness, and that which people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, who's your like fitness inspiration?" or this or that. I'm like, my fitness inspiration is my fat ass two weeks ago. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at what did I look like a month ago? Where am I at now? Am I improving? Am I regressing? And that's what motivates me and drives me. I, so you know, it's I'm, this is crazy that you even brought this up because I actually wanted to do a whole episode on what you're talking about right now. I I just finished training one of my clients, uh, Jim, who I've been training for a long time. The guy's 69 years old. Uh, for the last, I don't know, 40 years, the guy has exercised on a consistent basis. He swims an hour and a half nonstop every single night. Whoa. He lifts weights wow. four days a week. He eats very well. Uh, he's not a genetic freak in any sense of the term, but he's just super consistent, super. And, you know, I talked to him today because I look up to him and the, this fucker doesn't believe me when I tell him that he thinks I'm blowing smoke up his ass because he thinks I'm like some kind of hero. And I always tell him like, no. You're way, you're like on a different level than me. You've been doing this for so long. You're 69. This is crazy. And I asked him, I said, what keeps you motivated? 
that whole time? Like, what's mm. your motivation? And you know what he said to me? What? He said, don't fall in love with the progress. Fall in love with the process. Mm-hmm. Which to me was like, whoa, that was earth shattering. Because that makes a lot of sense. Like, he doesn't necessarily, yes, he's going to progress. You know, he's progressed this whole time that he's done this. But Right, let that be the byproduct in a sense. Yeah, he loves the process. He yeah. loves swimming. He loves exercising. He loves eating healthy. He loves the every day of it. Right. And as a result of that, he's done it nonstop for longer than I've been alive. And the guy is a fitness phenomena as a result of it. Yeah. At 69 years old, the guy, we, have, we're, we just hit a PR uh, in his uh, squat last week at 69. You know, normally when you train someone at that age, you're happy to just not go backwards just to maintain. Right. So it's all about, you know, that was from his point of view. And for me, it kind of blew my mind. And, you know, it's, it's, it makes it's sense. It's all pers- perspective. Yeah, man. just fall in love with the process. Like, yeah. love the day, the day-to-day of it. Love the fitness. I mean, and I don't think anyone in this room doesn't love working out. No, I mean, it's how you approach anything in life, you know, from, from that aspect. It, it, it'll change everything. If you if you can start loving, you know, the, the process of adversity, you know, when when things are challenging, if you if you can start really, you know, focusing on the fact that you recognize it, this is a challenge right now that I'm going to overcome, and you know, after that, you just you just benefit from the rewards of it. You do, and I and I'm going to use myself as an example here because I'm extremely competitive and I do compete against other people, but I don't do it with some weird, you know, like if I can't beat this person, then I'm a failure type of deal. Like mm-hmm. I'll give you an example, okay. Uh, I always talk shit to Adam about working out. We always talk shit to each other back and forth. First of all, we both love it. Nobody gets offended. But I don't pretend to uh, think to myself that I'm somehow going to look or become more muscular than him. He's a professional physique competitor. But it mot- I know it motivates me to try to compete against him to train myself harder. Because you like to stay uncomfortable. I love this it. Is, this is how I feel. Yes. I, 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 I love putting myself into uncomfortable uh, situations that challenge me because I feel like that's the only way I can ever grow. Exactly. And I do want to grow. Exactly. You'll, you'll, you'll almost never hear me talk shit to someone about, uh, to, to someone who I think, who I'm already outperforming, you know, unless they're coming up and I like, and I'm having fun with them and I want them to, to, to move up. But usually I'll try to compete with someone who's better than me. Even if I don't think I'm, there's, I'm not going to win, I know it's going to push me to be a better me. But that I've identified in myself. Yeah. Now, if you're not that kind not of person. Not everybody can do that. Right. Yeah. If you're that kind of person that that doesn't work for you, then don't do it. Then it's all about being a better, just being a better you. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think when we approach life with this whole, you know, um, yeah. everybody's going to be equal. Everybody, you know. Yeah. That no, 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 no. Uh, it doesn't work that way. In fact, uh, societies that have approached uh, life that way, um, or approached uh, policy, you know, public policy that way, have resulted in deaths of millions of people and the loss of liberty and life for lots of people. I think what we need to understand is that we're not equal, uh, but we all have. Uh, everybody has a little bit of fight in them, right? We're, we all should be treated equal, and that's uh. it. We're all treated equal, but we're not all going to win the race. But at the end of the day, I'm nice to you. You're nice to me. And we fucking go for it and become a better who we are. Oh, right? absolutely. The The process has to be something that if you're going to be successful at it, you have to love that. You have to enjoy that because otherwise it'll be short lived. If it's just purely a goal and you're going to punish yourself to get to that goal. Yeah, you might achieve that goal, 
but sustaining that forever long term like it, it won't you can't you just can't it won't happen you'll you'll stop because you're not loving the process of it because we've talked about this before you know the body it, it's not linear you do not that's why i love the pictures because i'm always manipulating my program and my nutrition and you're trying, enjoying you love that process yes yeah. i love that i love and a lot of guess what a lot of times it doesn't give me the result i want <laughs> yeah. a lot of times i'm doing things that i think oh okay i'm going to start incorporating this i'm going to try that i'm going right. to do this you and learn then, from it though, yeah and then i look at the picture like two weeks go by and i'm like motherfucker I'm going backwards, you know what I'm saying? Or I don't like what I see, but I don't get, I don't get down on myself. I don't go like, well, screw this. I give up or I don't want to do that. It's like, it was a learning process. Like, okay, well, I know now that that isn't best for me. I, maybe I should go and do this instead. And then I love playing with that and doing that. And, well, and, and well, there's so a th- lot, there's a lot of stepping back. Absolutely. And you know, what's interesting. So check this out. So if you're, if your ultimate goal, the only motivation, if the only motivation that you have is to hit a goal, like, that's it. I just have to hit this goal. That's the only reason why I'm motivated. Let me tell you what's going to happen. If you're lucky enough to hit that goal, okay, you're going to fail afterwards it, because you've hit that goal. Now what? As a matter of fact, psychologists uh, call it post-goal depression, where your motivation for something is simply to like, like all I want to do is, uh, you know, uh, win this tournament coming up. That's all I want to do. That's all I motivate. That's the only reason why I'm working out. And then you win that tournament. And guess what? Now what? Now what? You didn't love the process. You didn't enjoy the process. You actually, and I've, I've experienced this myself. You know, I, I used to compete and train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It didn't love it. Like I love the process of working out, uh, but I enjoyed it. And I remember I trained going into a tournament and I trained my ass off and I got first place. I was so unmotivated after that first place because the process wasn't what I really loved the most. It was the fact that I had to get this tournament. Now, if we rewind before that, I had entered a tournament and I had lost. And that motivated the shit out of me because all I wanted to do was win a tournament. Once I got there, though. Yeah, you want to get dues, get back in right. there. So, have uh, at it. Yeah, so goals are very important. But what's more important is enjoying the process because well, you I- might actually hit that goal and then what? Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, it's true though too because it 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 goes along with purpose and it, it reminds me of people that um you know they they retire and it, it, they hit it their creates goal this yeah. yeah it creates this depression because they worked so long to get to this point where they can do all this so called free time but the you know they detach themselves from purpose and, and a reason to to get up and get get moving and you know be organized and and achieve something. Um, so that's something that I will, I'll definitely be challenging myself with when I get to a point where it's like, okay, I don't think I'll ever retire. I always have my hand in something that really motivates me and drives me every day to, to accomplish something because, you know, it doesn't have to be like super demanding and and absorb all my time, but it's something I'm, I'm always going to be vested in something because I want, I want to be challenged. Right. And it, just to bring it back to, to fitness, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're having trouble being motivated to exercise on a regular basis, what you need to do is you need to find a way to enjoy the 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 day to day of it. You know, enjoy the day to day. We've talked about this a million times. Look, uh, are you going to get great? Are you going to get better results? You know, going running than you are maybe just walking a little bit, maybe. But if you fucking hate wa- running, then don't just walk. You know, find something that you or if enjoy. Or Rich Froning, do CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> we promote you. Yeah, so if you find if you if you, f- you know find what you enjoy about it. I have a client I was just talking to about this the other day, and he was telling me how, you know, he he wants to start losing weight again. He's going to get real focused again, and he uh, 
you know, after one week, no progress. And he's like, oh, it's so frustrating. I tried so hard. I came in here, did cardio three times. So I, you know, I explained to him the whole calories burn. It's not really that big of an impact. And I told him, I said, you know what? Why don't you do 30 to 40 minutes of, of activity every single day? And he's like, oh, well, that's boring. Now, he's a writer. He likes to write. And so, and he likes to listen to podcasts and stuff. I said, no, no, no. So you think of it wrong. Don't come here and do cardio because you fucking hate that. You're not going to do that every day. I said, put your headphones on. Listen to your podcast, to a podcast, bring a notepad and paper and go for a walk somewhere that's inspiring. Do that every single day. Make it part of your routine, but make it something that's enjoyable. And it's like a light bulb went off in his head. The, his, the look on his face was like, I never thought of it that way. I mean, that's the way you need to approach it. Yeah. You know, well, it's funny. I think we Absolutely. all we all kind of coach a very similar because, you know, I was just having this conversation with one of my clients that I'm coaching right now. That's that's fairly new. And uh, they're they're always like, well, what's next? What do, I, what do I have to do this or what do I have to do that? And like, you know, want to know, wait, where are we going to lose this? And I'm like, it's not about that. You know what this is about? And I spent a lot of time asking you, how do you feel do you, when they're like, what do you mean? How do I feel? I'm like, well, I mean, are you enjoying how you're eating right now? Do you does it work well with your lifestyle? Is that you know, it's not like I don't care if you went up one or down two. Like, I want to know, like, what I've got you doing right now. Is it something that you see yourself being able to continue to do. Is and by a- the way, that that is the the that is what a good that is what an excellent trainer would say. Because a bad trainer would do the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell them you need to do this. You need to do that. No, no, you got to get that ten pounds off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, you're interested in the person's longevity. Long, long. Right. Uh, you're interested in making and having fitness become part of their life. Yeah, and, and that's a good trainer. And I explained to them. I said, you know, and I'm very good now. I mean, it, it took me a long time in training before I learned how important this was to explain to clients. Is that you know. This is about this is about a lifestyle, and I, and I, it's very easy to convince close them when you first start on. Listen, do you want just to lose ten pounds, or do you want me to teach you how to live a fit, healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life? And like nobody says they don't want that, you know. Nobody right. says like, oh, just lose ten pounds, and I don't care about being fit and healthy. Like they want that, you know. And so when you make sure they commit that, say, well, well, let me explain to you. Then I don't want to get all. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you give me your weight, and I'm gonna be tracking all that stuff for my reasons. But I don't want you to focus on that. I don't care about that. And I got this. I got this new, new girl right now, and she and she's probably listening to this right now. So I won't put her name out there. But you know, she came to me and she had listened. She'd been listening to Mind Pump for quite a while, and she's like, "Man, she's like, you've struck a chord with me because I feel like, you know, I'm that person who's who's suffering from metabolic damage." And uh, you know, when I looked at her her calories and stuff, she's eating like 800 to a thousand calories. Wow. And yeah, and she's not a tiny little girl. You know, she's needs a lot more than that for her body type. She probably should be eating somewhere between 2000 and 2500 minimum. Wow. And so, you know, right away, that's I see that right away. And then I see the balance of type of foods and stuff. And then on top of that, then she's coming and she's training hardcore in a class four times a week, super high intensity, you know, just pushing the shit out of herself. In addition to trying to be active on top of that and trying to cancel out the little bit of cow she is doing. So I was like, this is going to be tough for you, but. I want you to scale way back, way back. And then, you know, if I if I see you coming into Orange Theory and I catch you running on the treadmill, I'm going to get after you. I want you walking. And when I'm yelling at everybody else to go faster, you're walking. And, I, and it was funny because the, the other day was her first day in there. And she was just looking at me like, do I have to just walk? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, just watch. It was amazing, though. Already, right? Having her eat more food. She's up like 400 calories. She's exercising 50% less at about 80% less intensity already seeing a decline in her weight. And I'm like, I actually want you to, and then I go, I actually want you to bump your calories even more because I don't want to see any decline in weight right now. <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, more water, more food, less work, less activity. And you're see, already starting to see results of that. And right now, I don't care about your weight. That's going to come. 
Right. right now, I want you fed. I want you fed. I want you feeling healthy. I want balance. And just watch. This is all part of it, you know? So I love somebody who will who'll stick through it and get there because those are the ones who change their lives. The ones that actually have blind faith, they stick through the process. They make it through, whether it takes three months, six months, nine months, whatever, depending on how much damage we've done in the past. When they finally get there and it, and they actually get to see their metabolism working for them instead of against them, which they've been probably struggling with for months or years in their life, oh, it's it's so rewarding. It yeah. makes everything we do worth. For those of you who are, for those trainers who are listening and hearing everything Adam's saying, uh, and you're thinking to yourself, how can I communicate that to my client? Um, because that's tough, right? I mean, it's tough. Adam is a great communicator, and so he can and so he can communicate that confidence and have people have that faith in him. But that's a hard thing for a trainer to do. Right. And so uh, I'll just tell you this. As a trainer, you need to believe in it and have passion behind it. And then your client will follow and listen and and follow your advice. If you yourself are questioning yourself and you don't have that passion behind you because right. you're like, oh, I don't know. Because they're already leery to do that. Right. Because it's, it's like a contradiction to their go button. Right. That they're always going to go with. And they know that recipe has done such and such. So you really have to have conviction. Right. So, you know, uh, have that conviction, that passion, and um, then they'll then they'll they'll follow you. Yeah. Don't fall into the trap of because they want you to lose them 10 pounds so bad that you want to show them that as fast as you can to prove that you're a great trainer. Yeah. Right. I, I, I do. I, it drives me crazy. And the analogy I use, you can bite it right off of me is when someone gives me a weight goal and they, and I can feel that that's what's so important to them, I flip it right back on them. I go, oh, you want to lose 20 pounds and that matters so much to you. Yes, yes, yes. I say, oh, easily. We could do that in a week. They're like, what? A week? Oh, yeah, perfect. This is what I want you to do. Stop eating and run on the treadmill every day. Yeah. And they're looking at me all crazy and, and they laugh and I laugh and I go, that sounds crazy, right? But that's just an extreme analogy of what you're doing. Mm. It's extreme analogy. I'm going on one extreme, but it's really what you're doing. You are starving the body so much. You are pushing so hard that that's pretty much what you're doing. You may as well push if you want that in that amount of time. You can. You just got to keep pushing that direction and stop eating. You might and, die on the way. Right. And talk about enjoy the process. Who the fuck's going to enjoy that process? Yeah, who's ever going to want to do that again? Yeah. Never. Yeah. No one's going to enjoy that process. Yeah. So, and then you lose. And then you lose. So. <laughs> and it's not the weight no. that you want, not the body fat. No, no. it's... Yeah. Awesome. So uh, please uh, do not forget to subscribe to Mind Pump and uh, rate and review us. We love it. Adam yeah. loves it. Justin loves it. Ooh, but you know who love loves it, it the most? Doug. Doug loves Doug. it. Do it for Doug. He's, do it for Doug. We, yeah. Look at please. that face he's making. Do it for Doug. He's going to keep saying it. So. <laughs> yeah. We need to make rate, sure. Rate, review, do it for Doug. Review. review. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.